good dog is lost Suicide above the counter at the corner store With an address and a phone to call Still in all it said, a little bit more it said Hey there stranger, I can hardly believe Someone that I love that much has run away from me And if you find her, you can only return to me at any cost For a good dog is lost Somewhere out there tonight upon a darkened street Running breathless with a wild beaten heart In all directions on four tiny feet calling Hey there stranger, I can hardly believe Someone that I love that much has forgotten about me Look at all these people Tucked away in their houses Watching reruns of Who's the Boss For a good dog is lost And a tired clerk behind the counter says Every day in tiny ways we disappear On a night like this It's better him than me out there Good dog is lost Instead of fly beneath the windshield wiper of my car So I stashed it in my groceries Caught this expression in my rearview mirror It said, hey there stranger I like hardly Bailey But a picture of a puppy drawn with a crayon Can get to a guy like me Guess I'll just go out and drive around You know I'll never sleep I'll just turn and toss For a good dog is lost A good dog is lost A good dog is lost Good dog is lost. Good dog is lost. That's Ken Tizard with the title track from his new recording, A Good Dog is Lost, a collection of Ron Hines songs. Ron Hines, the great Newfoundland songsmith, passed away in 2015. And the new album represents Ken Tizard's loving tribute to his friend and musical mentor. We caught up with Ken Tizard at home in Campbellford, Ontario, to talk about the new album. How are you doing today, Ken? I'm doing well, Jan. It's a lovely day out there. Great to be able to talk to you. You're just back from a Home Roots tour of Alberta. How did that go? It was fantastic. Um, I did 11 shows in 12 days. Um, it was The drives were beautiful. The weather was nice, and the crowds were great, and the hosts were... I don't have enough good things to say about it, and it was really nice for me to sort of, you know, warm up the re- the arrival of this record with a couple of weeks of, you know, telling stories and and uh, singing songs of Ron's to uh, to an audience that uh, you know partly knew his stuff and partly didn't. It was a, it was a really nice experience. I think Ron Hines is very much one of those performers that uh, the more you learn about him, the more you love his music. I certainly 
feel that way. I think that I, you know, when he was alive, I don't think I really appreciated, um, you know, how lucky we were to be able to call him Canadian. Well, I, I, I completely agree. You know, he's, uh, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, you can, le- you can learn to love his personality through his music because, you know, there's so much of his actual character in the music itself. And the way that he captured the Newfoundland culture and the, and the stories and the music of Newfoundland and brought it out to the world as best he could is uh, an amazing achievement. So you're Newfoundland born and raised yourself. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with Ron, because I know in 2013 you went out on tour with him. But uh, can you take us back to when you first met him? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, I'll, I'll keep the story, the story concise because this story gets a little bit meandering. But, um, I mean, when I was a child growing up, um, you know, one of the first times that I saw Newfoundland culture reflected back through the television uh, was with a program called The Wonderful Grand Band, which was a uh, part comedy, part music uh, show that was on, um, you know, featured Tommy Sexton and Greg Malone, and uh, later on some of the people from 22 Minutes were on it, you know, Kathy and Mary, um, and um, and they had a house band as part of the uh, as part of the TV show, um, and the singer was a young Ron Hines at the time. And you know, I, one of my earliest memories of television was the was the wonderful grand band and seeing Ron and, and sort of knowing back then that that was what I wanted to do. And about uh, you know, 15 years later, when I was a teenager, I was living with my girlfriend and her parents, and uh, and Ron's uh, Ron and his wife were best friends with. Uh, my girlfriend's parents, so I ended off, you know, at the dinner table with them quite often. I was still a young punk, and Ron didn't pay me much attention, of course, but, uh, you know, I did get to know him a little bit. But it wasn't until 2012, I think, when he finally reached out to me and said, uh, you know, I'd like you to come down and play some shows with me, which was a real sort of feather in my cap, because, you know, Ron is a a, a very notable Newfoundland musician, and I, I know that he always chose fantastic musicians to work with, and I felt really honored to be a part of that package especially going back to do the duo tour, just me and him across Newfoundland and Labrador, which then turned into, you know, a bunch of Ontario dates and other stuff. And we just became friends, you know. Uh, I mean, it wasn't easy. Uh, Ron was a very uh, interesting character with lots of uh, personality quirks, uh, you know, some some of which came from just being an artist and some came from, you know, his uh, his addictive personality and the demons that he struggled with. But um, inevitably, we became very close and... Um, you know, it was just something that kind of grew um, naturally, and there was nothing forced about it. I was honored and privileged to be in his company and play music with him. And I think, unfortunately, after his death in 2015, that must have hit you quite hard, did it? It hit me really hard. Um, you know, I had, I had lost a friend and also lost uh, part of a Newfoundland group. When I was growing up, I, I, I socialized with a bunch of the older arts community in Newfoundland. You know, there was Mercedes Berry and Phil Din and Mike Wade and Janice Spence. And I could go on. There was a list of about 15 or 20 of them, um, of which Ron was a part of as well. And they've all passed on. And, and Ron was one of the last ones out of that group to leave. So it was it was kind of the end of an era. It was losing a friend. Um, it was also losing a musical mentor. I, mean, I think Ron would probably probably get mad if I use that word. And I, I have to sort of say that because, you know, that that wasn't sort of the relationship we had. We didn't sit down and craft songs together and he didn't sort of teach me his tricks. It was very subtle, you know, the way that me and him built our relationship in that way. You know, I'd be working on songs and he'd just kind of randomly, not necessarily when I was playing or something, but sort of randomly out of the blue, deliver these little pieces of uh, wisdom that helped me learn to craft songs a little bit more the way that I wanted to. 
just because he had so much more experience in that in the craft of um, you know narrative songwriting than than I had. So when he left, uh, yeah, I was left with a pretty big hole. You know, it was a friend, it was a mentor, it was a musician, um, it was all these things. And I think that was when you decided to put on the one-man show Hindsight, uh, yes. which was put on at the West Bend Arts Festival Theatre in Campbellford. I suppose that was the perfect opportunity for you to, you know, to, to be able to talk about Ron, play some of his songs. And I, I, I guess that's how the album started to develop, did it? Well, that was exactly it. Um, you know, I, 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 I was scheduled to do the show in the spring at West Bend, and I didn't really have a concept for it yet. And when Ron passed, the um, the artistic director there reached out and said, if you'd like to include some of Ron's songs and, and Ron's stories in the evening, you know, I'd be happy with you to do that. And I kind of that's when it kind of turned into this show called Hindsight, which was basically me talking about Ron uh, and mine and Ron's experiences together and my experiences being with uh, such a guy. And playing some of his songs um, the way that me and him did them together and also playing some of my songs that he had an impact on. I originally, I thought maybe I would record that and release it, um, and I did record it, but when I listened to it back, it didn't seem like something, it didn't seem to capture the full vibe. And I guess I was still trying to spend time with Ron by being close to his music, um, you know, learning all these songs and analyzing his styles and his phrasings and, and all these two things that were in his toolbox. That just led me down this road and, and I took my time with it as well because I didn't want to just learn Ron's songs and replicate them the way he did them. Um, I wanted to really curate what was going to be on the album and make sure there was a, a good, solid reason for it to be there. And also, at the same time, do justice to the way that Ron did the songs, but but at the same time, play them the way that I would play them. So that took a long time to craft. And I think there's 11 songs on this album. How did you decide mm -hmm. which ones made the cut? Every song has a little story there, um, but, you know, there was, I mean, Sonny's Dream and St. John's Waltz were, you know, I would be excommunicated as a Newfoundlander if I did a Ron tribute album and it didn't include those two, so they were there. Um, and then, you know, going down the list, there's songs like For the USA, which Ron always did a cappella and recorded a cappella, but I had found an old video snippet of him when he was first writing that song, performing it at a, at a tent or a songwriter circle or something, and he was playing a little bit of guitar with it. So I lifted what he was playing and put a full band around it with some fiddles and uh, stuff to make it uh, into more of a band song. My Father's Ghost is one of my favorite songs for lyrics. I think the imagery in that song is just absolutely wonderful, and I, I love to, to listen to that song, so I wanted to play that one. Uh, 1962 was the first song I ever played with Ron Hines. House is my wife's favorite Ron Hines song. Like every Everyone has a specific reason. So And at the end of the day, the 11 that I, I chose on, there was actually... 13, but two of them um, kind of um, failed in the recording process for, for a variety of reasons. It's always interesting when you say that, because I always think, well, does that mean there's going to be another album after this one? <laughs> well, it's uh, my buddy Andrew Young husband said to me, he said, oh, I hope this is the first of a bunch of records you're going to do for Ron. I went, oh, okay, well, I don't know about that. This is a pretty big commitment as it is. You know, It took me a year to make it, and I'm going to be promoting it for a year. I mean, I will always be playing Ron Hines songs. Um, he's a he's a huge part of my life um, for so many reasons. And, uh, you know, as an artist, it's just, it'll always be there. Though. You know, no matter how many albums I do of my own in the future, there will always be some representation of Ron. You know, right now it's a main focus. And, you know, I'm dedicated, you know, the next year or so while I'm promoting it and being out doing, you know, radio and press and performing. Um, I will be, you know, mostly focusing on the, the stuff that I've recorded for this record with Ron, and I, I feel really pleased and honored to be able to do it.
So we started off with A Good Dog is Lost, which is one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. by, song, yeah. by Ron. I always got a, a lump in my throat when I listen to it, <laughs> especially when I listen to him sing it. But you do a really mm-hmm. good job, too. Um, well, thank you. And, and listening to the whole album, you can see that, you know, quite clearly, you know, the friendship, the mentorship, it all comes through. I mean, there's a huge amount of respect that's in mm. this project from you. Oh, that's nice to hear because, I mean, I, I did intend that to be there and I never know, you know, it's, it's, you, you do your best to create, you know, what you can call art and then you put it out to the world and you have no idea how people are going to imper- interpret it. So it's, it's really nice to hear you say that. Yeah. Let's play another track from the album just now. I'd like to play Judgment. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about this song. Judgment was a song, I remember when Stealing Genius came out, I was touring with my wife and kids throughout Alberta and down through uh, Oregon and stuff uh, in the summer. And I had that CD and the girl, my daughters fell in love with that song and they always wanted, they were always asking me to play that song. So it got played a lot on that road trip. And when I started working with Ron, I was playing that that song in sort of this rock band that I had called Bad Intent. And uh, we did kind of a rock and roll pedal steel version of it. And uh, I remember Ron saying to me once that he'd love to hear another recording of that song because he'd never heard one outside of his version of it. So when it came time to do the album, I just remembered Ron telling me that. So I decided that that, album, that song should be there as well. Let's play that just now. This is Ken Tizard with his version of Ron Hines' song Judgment. From the new album, A Good Dog Has Lost, a collection of Ron Hines songs. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. I got a whole world of judgment on me now. I am cursed and called a craven coward This I will avow I treasure my notoriety I'm the man no man wants to see Still it's better to be famous For the wrong I've done tonight Than to be nobody all my life And for fame Now I'm the man I shot and I killed Jesse James Everybody knows me now for sure Every meal's a feast Every empress is a whore And it's better to be famous For the wrong I've done tonight Than to be nobody all my life See his face forever in my dreams I see me shoot him with a gun It was a gift from him to me And I did it all for fortune and for fame Now I'm the man I shot and I killed Jesse James Everybody knows me now for sure Every meal's a feast Every empress is a whore And it's better to be famous For the wrong I've done tonight Than to be nobody all my life I 
his face forever in my dreams I see me shoot him with a gun It was a gift from him to me And I got a whole world of judgment on me now Oh, I am cursed, called a craven coward This I will avow well, I treasure my notoriety I'm the man no man wants to see Still it's better to be famous For the wrong I've done tonight Than to be nobody all my life Than to be nobody all my life I did it so I wouldn't be nobody all my life That's Ken Tizard with Ron Hines' song Judgment from Ken's new album. It's entitled A Good Dog Is Lost, a collection of Ron Hines' songs. Ken's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're chatting about the project. What I'd like to do is give you a chance to talk about who plays on this, because one of the things I do love about this is the the musicianship is, is quite beautiful. You've got some mm. lovely players on here. I love the way that you have given the space for the different instruments to come through, and sometimes that can get lost in, in a project. So tell us a little bit about who's on this album. Well, there's a collection of people that I've been working with uh, in the Campbellford area in the last few years. Um, Luke Mercier is my fiddle banjo and mandolin player, um, and he worked on No Dark, No Light with me as well, and uh, he's an absolutely integral part of, of the sound of my last two records. Um, he does all the melody stuff, um, with uh, with those three instruments, which is really neat. And then I have Ken Grant playing bass. Ken Grant is um, is one of my oldest friends here in town, and uh, and it, for years, being a bass player myself, I had a trio without a bass player because I couldn't find anybody I liked. Uh, and then I met this guy, and uh, he sort of plays, you know, what I'm hearing in my head, which is perfect. Um, and he's a very very wise man, and I love having him around. He, he really holds it together. Then I have two new people as well, Steve Dagg and Ken Kelly, and they had both moved into the area here from Toronto, you know, about a year before I was making this record, and they were just hanging out. They'd come out to see me sort of at the local pub and stuff, and we became friends, and when it came time to do the record, I included them. Uh, Steve Dagg plays drums, and Ken Kelly plays uh, electric guitar. It, it was a tough thing to put, put the instruments in and get it sound the way I wanted it to, so my my approach was really to just focus on the acoustic guitar and the voice, which is, you know, because a lot of the touring that I had to do was solo, so I wanted the songs to really stand out as acoustic guitar and voice songs, and then have everything else come in around and support it. And at the end of the day, it was Van Atkins who uh, mixed it, um, who really helped me decide, you know, okay, we've got guitar and fiddle happening here, and, uh, you know, which one is going to be cut? And these were decisions that I've been living with for too long, and I was having a hard time making, so I just kind of deferred to him on a lot of that, and we cleaned up an awful lot of stuff towards the end just to make it sound really uh, cohesive, and I think it does. And then the addition of special guests on top of that, I really wanted St. John's Waltz to be special, so um, I reached out to Paul Kinsman, uh, who played uh, keyboards, uh, piano, and accordion with Ron, and he plays accordion on St. John's Waltz. And Amelia Curran as well. Um, we do it as a duet, um, and she does an absolutely lovely job. Um, I wish we had time to do more of the record together, but uh, I was really happy to have her for that. And of course, on Sunny's Dream, I have my daughter singing with me as well. So that was another special uh, sort of moment, um, which was 
little bit a little bit of a risk to take, you know, and include my family on the record, but uh, I think it worked out really well. Well, I love the actual video that you have for Sonny's Dream, where you're <laughs> you're driving down the road and you're all sitting in the front seat of the car singing. It, it's it's quite a beautiful video. And, oh, that's nice to hear. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, the love comes through. I mean, it's. Uh, I I don't know. Do they have aspirations for musical careers as well? Because you know, obviously, uh, we haven't talked about the fact that you know you were. Uh, rock bassist with two of Canada's great bands, you know, the uh, Watchman and Thornley, before you developed this folk career. But I always wonder, you know, what great genes these kids must have. <laughs> are, are they going to get into music? Well, they they have taken a road that I'm very, you know, somewhat relieved and also kind of, I think it's very logical. They're both very, you know, they from my wife, they get the, uh, the uh, smart side of things. Uh, you know, they're both very good at school um, and they're very academically inclined. And they both have come, you know, they both play guitar and piano and, and they sing and they do all that, but they both have come to the conclusion that they want music in their lives and they will play music, but they don't want to do it for a career. Um, they realize that, uh, you know, a lot of people who follow their dreams of being a musician and take on the career part of it, the music kind of changes and it's not particularly good often. Um, so they've decided that they will have music in their lives, but they will, uh, you know, my youngest wants to be an engineer and my oldest wants to be a teacher. So that's, that's their passion, but they will still have music in their life at some point, you know, whenever they want it, but they don't want it for a career. So that, that kind of makes me, uh, you know, I would have been happy had they gone, you know, chosen music as a career too, but, uh, I'm just as happy that they're doing something else and they're still going to have music in their life. I think that's pretty important. And a lot of us change careers all the all the time. It's quite common these days for people to have yes. two or three different careers. So who knows exactly. what the future brings? Exactly. I'm yeah. having fun with them right now, and we play music, and they're in school. And you know, it's uh, I'm I'm very lucky. I'm a very lucky man that you know they can come uh, step up to the microphone and sing sing the parts well. And and even shooting the video, I was a little bit worried because you know they are teenagers and they're also up to the the uh, the public uh, scrutiny of their friends as soon as these things go online. But they were very, very excited to do it. And, and you know, they're, they're pretty cool girls like that. Yeah, and they did a great job. So you have some release shows coming up. I know you've you've been back to Newfoundland with, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, the, the album as well as your yeah. other recordings. You've also, as we mentioned at the start of the interview, been out to Alberta on a house concert tour. You have, a, I think, a series of release shows coming up, don't you? I do, yes. I have. Campbellford here the week the CD comes out, and then I have um, I'm doing Toronto at the Burdock. I'm doing Tweed at the Marble Arts Centre. I've got Perth, Peterborough, uh, and this Kingston is being worked on, and Ottawa is being worked on. Uh, I mean, over the next year, I will be busy. Um, it'll be a combination of me playing solo shows, duo and trio, and and full band as much as we can because I really like the full band vibe. Uh, it's just a hard thing to move around right now, but um, yeah, I'll be I'll be keeping busy. And what uh, about your long time. What about your own songs? Um, you know, the No Dark, No Light, it's a fabulous album. Um, Thank you. Are um, you working on some new stuff that you'll release, you know, own stuff down the road? I am. Um, the new The new record is in the works. I've, be, I've recently become a big fan of, um, or becoming more of a big fan of a lot of bluegrass-inspired music. I don't have uh, bluegrass in my cultural history, but... As always, going through life, I sort of pick things up a little bit like a sponge. So I've been doing a lot of that um, on the side and kind of quietly. And the, the, all the people in my band, we have recently started a new project called Music for Goats. 
And um, Music for Goats is basically a fiddle and old-time country band uh, where we do, you know, mostly covers. Uh, you know, George Jones and Hank Williams on the countryside, and then all these uh, old-time fiddle tunes, with my, which my fiddle player knows. Um, you know, we kind of charge along bluegrass style and back him up, and, and that's become a lot of fun. So I think over the winter we're going to do some recording. There's been some stuff that I've been writing, which is a little bit lighter, a lighter side of Ken Tizzard, uh, kind of songs that have almost a, com- a comedic slant to them. Uh, so I think that those are going to fall into the uh, you know Ken Tizzard with Music for Goats side of things. Uh, and I'm kind of excited to see that where that goes. But while that's happening, I am writing and composing my new record as well. Um, and that one is going to be you know along the same sonic palette as No Dark, No Light and, and Now a Good Dog is Lost. Can I just say that when you make the T-shirts for Music for Goats, you put my <laughs> name on one of them? Because I would love to have a T-shirt with that written on. You know what's so funny is that I did stickers. I did a little logo and I did stickers a few months ago, and everybody they come up to the merch table and they're always asking if there's one of, if they if I have it in a T-shirt. Nobody's even heard it. Nobody knows anything about it, but they all want the T-shirt. So I, uh, I think yes, you could sell <laughs> you could sell them in advance. I'm pretty sure about that. I think so too. I think so too. So I'm excited by that. It's yeah. a neat. It's a neat project, and it's a different thing for me too. Uh, you know, as an artist, I I do like to uh, I do like to explore, and uh, you know, as much as you know, maintaining a certain style is important. Um, there's also a certain certain amount of personal growth that I also think is really important in music. Yeah. No. That that's great. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? Uh, well, they can go to kentizzard.com. And uh, they can find out all kinds of stuff there, and they can email me there. I take care of everything, uh, everything from uh, you know the phone to the driving to the creation of everything that you see, um, right on through to uh, you know answering emails. So if anybody has any questions or wants to reach out for concerts or house concerts or anything at all, they can always get a hold of me too. I, I'm a firm believer in being available for people who uh, enjoy the music. Well, as always, it's a great pleasure to talk to you. We only have to do one thing and that's to pick the final song we should play i thought it should be st john's waltz mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that song and then we'll let it play us out st john's waltz is one of those lovely songs that um you know has been it's been a newfoundland favorite for years i mean i i was listening to the new ennis sisters record um when i was traveling a lot it's a beautiful record and uh and there's even you know they're even making reference to dancing to the St. John's Waltz in their songs you know it's it's one of those songs that's made its that's woven its way into the fabric of Newfoundland and to have Paul Kinsman playing accordion and have Amelia Amelia singing on me you know that that second verse where she she takes the lead is so hauntingly beautiful um and it's it's actually kind of made it difficult for me to play the song live because every time we get there I want to hear her voice and of course she's not on stage with me so I'm always left a little bit disappointed by my own uh, somber tones. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty special tune to have both of those involved with as well. As always, it's a great pleasure. This is Ken Tizzard with St. John's Waltz from his new album, A Good Dog is Lost, a collection of Ron Hines songs. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again, Ken. Thank you, Jan. It's a gleaming in the evening, still and dark, and the seagulls all are. 
dreaming seagull dreams on Amherst Rock And the mist is slowly moving as the storefront lights go dim And the moon is gently lifting as the last ship's coming in all the sailors got a story Some are true and some are false But they're always erect up on the decks Dancing the St. John's Waltz We've had our share of history We've seen nations come and go We've seen battles rage over land and stage For a hundred years or more For glory or for freedom Or for country or for king Or for money or fame But there are no names on the graves Where men lie sleeping all the nine to fives survive the day with a sigh and a dose of salts. And they're parking their cars and packing the bars, dancing the St. John's Waltz. on the highway and I'm sold on going to see all the planes fill up the skyway and the trains run swift and free leave the wayward free to wander leave the restless free to roam whether it's rocks in the bay or an old cliche You'll find your way back home But don't question or inquire What's been gained and what's been lost In a world of romance Don't miss out on the chance To be dancing the St. John's Waltz out on the chance to be dancing the St. John's Waltz.